Hey, this is Steve. Real quick before this episode starts, I just wanted to say, before recording, Josh walked me through a bunch of stuff to figure out some problems I was having with my audio, and I still managed to screw stuff up once we actually started recording. So the audio you're going to hear for this episode this week is all from our Zoom video call that we were doing, because we recorded that, because I had I had trouble with the uh, the actual audio recorded on my end. So um, if this one sounds a little bit more raw, um, if there's a little bit more Josh and I talking over each other than what you guys are used to, that's why. So thanks for bearing with us through this episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a really good conversation. Welcome back to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. And this week, we're going to be a little bit more helpful because one, Dustin isn't here. And two, it's just me, international style boy Steve, with uh, international celebrity Josh Withers. Hey. Josh, how are you doing? My, I am... I'm so good. I am uh, living on Australia's Gold Coast, which is um, fairly COVID-free, and it's sunny, and it's uh, it's like it's winter, but our winter is like a really good winter, like I'm wearing a shirt kind of winter. Um, so I'm, I'm really good. Uh, and also, just to add on top of that, um, I went to the gym at 5 a.m. this morning, so already I'm kicking your ass on the oh, activity app. Yeah, just already whipping your ass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I guess I did post about that to my public Facebook. So I challenged Josh and Morgan and Ulysses, all from the Wedding Hangover group, to uh, individual challenges with the Apple Apple Watch activity thing. I'm really bad at talking about Apple today. It's uh, <laughs> well, it's Apple. We pronounce it Apple. Yeah. yeah. So uh, challenged all of them, and like the day after I challenged them, I looked down at like the activity thing, and Morgan's done like. 1,800 move calories. Josh has done 1,100. And Ulysses is already at 700. And it's California. It's like five in the morning where he is. And I'm looking at mine and I'm like, I'm at 26 move calories today. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm going to get destroyed by these guys. What was I thinking? Oh gosh. Yeah. The next like uh, seven days, I'm going to be a real fitness boy um, on top of being a real style boy. <laughs> well, to be stylish, you've also got to be fit, Steve, because you know, you yeah. might be, you might be a, a hot mask model one day, but you've got to keep that up, man. You've got a, <laughs> you've got a reputation to bring to the world stage now. Like people are going to see you in the street and be like, Oh my God, that's mask boy. He's really put on weight since that article last week. <laughs> He could really use a haircut. <laughs> what are you doing? Celebrities look so different in the wild. <laughs> we'll see you on people.com. It's going to be great. So uh, how are things going in Australia? Uh, what, what's life like? Um, it looks like uh, you're sitting in front of a kitchen, but it doesn't look like uh, where you were recording last time. Dustin and I had you on the show, which was almost a year ago at this time. Also, yeah. just a little like wedding photo hangover thing here that nobody else knows other than me because I'm the only one who kept a record of it. This is the three-year anniversary of uh, when Dustin and I recorded the very first episode of Wedding Photo Hangover. Wow, I'm so glad that, Justin, that, that Dustin couldn't join us for that. That's, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, he has no memory of it. All no anybody knows is that on August 17th, I released the first episode. <laughs> Oh, this is special. Um, look, how's Australia? Hasn't hasn't life changed since we podcasted last? Like, God, hasn't life changed? I, I feel like last time I talked to you, I was um, I was living in a home that isn't this one. Um, that other one was our home, and life was good. And we were planning for an awesome twenty twenty where we were going to travel the world, like literally traveling the world. I had plans to be. Everywhere from Iceland through America, through Europe, New Zealand, Indonesia, all around Australia, um, and uh, and so we actually rented at our house. Um, so that house we were in, someone else is renting from us at the moment, and uh, and about a week after we rented the house out, um, what we now know as the coronavirus and COVID nineteen disease that was classified as a pandemic and um, eventually Australia closed its borders. So I know every country deals with 
um, you know, COVID differently. Like for example, in Australia, we dealt with it in America. You haven't. So just slight different, like real subtle differences. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, uh, it's, it's all, a, it's all the nuance. I'm going to let that one, uh, I'm going to let that one slide because it's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. So we, we uh, like Australia literally closed its borders. Uh, at first it was like no one from China. Then secondly, it was like, a few other countries then like a few days later i was like oh actually no one's coming in and mm-hmm. then on top of that well and also no one's going out so they literally just closed the borders you could still kind of come in a little bit like if you had a permit or but they went from like multiple thousands of people a day to like nothing like i think literally it's like i think 30 or 50 people a, a day are allowed into the country and they still have to be have to be permit holders um and so so went from that to also the state that I'm in, I'm in Queensland, which is, if you look in the map of Australia, it's like the far right top kind of state. Um, and uh, we closed our border to the rest of the nation. And so in Queensland, uh, without looking at the stats, I think maybe one to 10,000 people got Corona. I don't know. I, I, maybe I feel like under a thousand, like not many and maybe 10 or so people died. I really feel like I should, actually look at stats i don't know um but currently from what i understand there's no one in, in my state that has COVID 19 and what's um, that like wow but, like it's because the thing is it's fine because we can just walk the streets and we're still we've still got to be social distancing and that kind of thing but there's not um, a panic like there is in for example the state of victoria um the city the capital city melbourne is having a pretty pretty massive um outbreak there Every day, there's like three to four hundred people, uh, new cases every day, and they've, they've locked down the city like kind of lockdown style. And they're like, um, no one leave the house, everyone stop going out and touching, kissing, and cuddling people, and everyone just calm down. So, Victoria is kind of out of out of um, out of whack, but uh, the most of Australia is pretty fine. Uh, obviously, we don't know what the future looks like because we can't leave the country and we can't kind of do all the like things are normal, but when there's not a hyperactive state of shock or you know, fear or anything like that. I keep looking at my phone every time it buzzes, afraid that it's going to be Dustin saying what the hell's going on. (laughs) 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 Oh man. I am. I'm glad that you guys are living in less fear than what we're living in over here right now. It's uh, it's, it's scary here. It's uh, there's a lot more people and there's a lot more people here who are like, it's not even real. So I don't need to take any precautions and wow. Just wow. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a trip over here in America. Can I tell you though, that the whole, it's not real thing. Like I, I have a little bit, a little bit of sympathy for that just because it's a, I think it's a human response to the situation and that um, I and my family and my friends, like my group of humans, like Mm. I personally don't know anyone that has contracted COVID-19, has had the coronavirus. There might be, I'm sure there's someone that has asymptomatic, like they just haven't um, shown symptoms. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but generally speaking, like no one I know has been um, directly affected by it. Uh, the whole country is obviously indirectly affected by it because all of us are not traveling, all of us like working from home, all that kind of thing. Um, and so I could imagine a world, and look, I'll speak specifically to my world, like our company is... We're probably out, look, I'm just kind of running the numbers in my head. We're probably out seventy to eighty thousand dollars like um loss. And mm-hmm. and to be so affected in the business and kind of lifestyle side, but not to be affected by the sickness, like it hasn't made me sick. I could imagine another person reacting to that saying, Oh, this is all BS, this is all made up, and you know, it's a government and because yeah, also like it's important to remember, particularly for Americans, like we've been lied to before. So I don't know I, I have sympathy for Wait, people in Australia. You guys have been lied to, or oh no, our government's actually perfect. No, I'm talking okay, about directly say, your our, government. Our, our, our government has never lied to us. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, no, specifically every other government on the planet is is corrupt. Mine is actually yeah, perfect. They're actually um we elected uh, we elected unicorns, which is um you don't see that much in the news, um, and also because when they're when they're in video, you don't see the horns or the rainbows and the butterflies but yeah we actually we elected unicorns which is pretty cool for a government uh, but you know like 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 governments have done wrong by people before and like corporations have and, you know everyone like you know stuff has gone around so i understand how you can think like that you're also wrong <laughs> but well, I mean, it is a wrong. natural response though denial like when yeah. when something terrible happens and i know like when it first 
started, I was like, that's terrible. It's, it's not going to make it to America. It's, like, it's, it's a problem in China right now, you know? And then all of a sudden it was like, no, 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 it's here. It's everywhere. And it was like, oh, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> oh. and yeah. I, I feel like there were probably a lot of politicians and corporations and other people who had that same kind of like living in denial. Like, I don't think it's going to leave, you know, Wuhan or whatever, but, oh, and that's, that's biting us all in the ass now. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I'm sure you saw my Facebook post like around you know, March, April, May and, um, well, not May, but de- definitely through March. I'm like, guys, like, um, because I'm talking on my Facebook, I'm talking to my, my couples uh, that we've got booked all around the world and just general, very general, kind of like everyone take a breath. Like, yes, we're going to be in lockdown today, but by May, April, like we'll be fine. Like we're still going to go ahead with the elopements and Iceland in June, like it's going to happen. It's everyone calm down, stop canceling, stop freaking out. And like, I was really wrong. Like how wrong was I? <laughs> Embarrassingly wrong. Um, so that I mean, it does kind of humbling. screw with your plans to the uh, Married by Josh world tour that you're going to go on, uh, yeah. much like Trolls World Tour, um, <laughs> where you're going to take the microphones from all the other celebrants all over the world and completely and totally unite them and dominate them um, into to you know a, a Josh Withers type celebrant situation. Oh, hey, that that was se- that was did. a secret plan. That was people, other people don't know about that plan. <laughs> did, did I That's, just blow the lid on that? You just blew the lid. No one else knew. <laughs> But, uh, but hey, if now, now that you know all celebrants and officiants, be prepared to end. <laughs> so, so as you said earlier, you said you, said you guys are losing out on maybe seventy to $80,000 because of what's going on right now. That's obviously a huge, huge loss. I'm so sorry, first off. <laughs> Second off, how, how have you been dealing with – because I, I didn't realize this last time we talked – but like you're you're working with over a hundred clients every single year, probably close Whereas to like two hundred a year. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm Jen and I are working with you know close to thirty clients a year, and so you're obviously working at a much larger scale. So when something like this happens, there's a lot more um, there's a lot more people affected, and you have to be a lot better at communicating with all of them and managing all of that. So how how have you been dealing with like the what I can only assume is the deluge of emails from all over the world from, from people reaching out to you and stuff. Um, how have I been dealing with it? Probably terribly <laughs> to categorize the whole conversation. Uh, look, there's um, we're like, we, we have, but because when you've got that many numbers, like when, when, mm-hmm. when you're the numbers of clients are that large, we, we have every circumstance. So all of the circumstances that we see in the Facebook groups and like you know, the wedding hangover and other Facebook groups, all of those circumstances, we've had all of them and numbers of each type. So, um, you know, at, at the best end, uh, we have the, the couple who um, lovingly acknowledge that the pandemic is not my fault or our company's fault. And we're just going to postpone um, uh, in a best case scenario. We're just going to postpone with a question mark next year. Mm-hmm sometime or we'll just figure it out and with love and kindness and respect and you know communication and <laughs> all those lovely things um and then and then on the other end of it there's the um there's the people who have decided that their current plans or their their, their, their original plans aren't going to go ahead because pandemic um and the pandemic's my fault and because of that um whether Josh it's because- with god <laughs> God, God slash pandemic creator, uh, which is just, it's a free thing when you book me as a celebrant. I was, I'll create a pandemic personalized for you. That's <laughs> which, which one I, did you want? Did you, do you want the Corona one? Did you want the Ebola one? Uh, or, were, were you going to go more old school? Were we looking for the, uh, the, the black <laughs> plague? Um, you know? Yeah, it's um, so there, there's those people who, and, and, and we want our money back. Um, and, and I'm like, well, contractually, um, that, that money isn't available to you because of the decisions you've made. And second of all, are you, are you going to get married anyway? Like just let's include us in the new plans. And, and so, yeah, we, we actually got our second court summons yesterday, which is pretty exciting. Like you always think your first summons, the first um, summons is the special one, but the second one is like, oh. it's just, it's a whole new kind of love, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Man, how uh, how'd your first summons go? 
Uh, well, so the, the way it works, because it's a civil matter, it's not a criminal matter, it goes to um, the uh, uh, Civil Administrative Tribunal, I think it's called, QCAT. Um, and so the first step is a mediation where the guy gets you both on the phone because you know, we can't do it in person. Um, it gets you both on the phone and tries to come to some kind of reconciliation. And, uh, and, and uh, the first one was... Um, I offered a 30% refund and they wanted a 100% refund and we just, I, was, I wasn't going to come any further and they weren't, weren't going to come any further. And so the second one is going to be something similar. So it's, yeah, I, we haven't got a date yet. It's, um, it's depressing, man. It's sad. Like I feel like I, I kind of, I became a celebrant because I really like, I really love what I do. I think I do a really good job as a celebrant. I think I bring a lot of value to a wedding and, and I think I'm really good at what I do. Um, and it brings me a lot of joy. People, people enjoy doing, people enjoy being a part of what I do. I enjoy being a part of it. And I've got none of that right now. Like these, um, there's a large collection of people that have really sucked the joy out of what I do. And that, that sucks. Mm -hmm. Man, that's, oh, I'm so sorry, man. Yeah. We don't have to talk about depressing stuff the whole time. Uh, <laughs> Josh, you recently shared, you, you recently shared like a month or two ago, uh, you've been, you've been posting stuff to Unsplash, the, uh, the website where people can download like photos that you put and use them for free and you hit like a huge milestone. Do you want to, do you want to talk a little bit about that and what Unsplash is? Yeah, yeah. The bane I, I am, of, you know, professional photographers' existence. I know. Uh, professional photographers hate when I mention the word unsplash. Uh, if you haven't heard of it, it's a, I guess the categorization is free stock photography um, or free photos uh, that, that um, as a photographer, you would submit photos to their licensing to just be used um, according to their license. And, uh, and I know that that goes against so many principles in the world of professional photography. Um, but I don't care. <laughs> I, um, I suppose the, the, the big milestone I reached because like I always hit good numbers on, 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 Unsplash. Like I'm in top 100, top 1000 contributors. And I got now, I think I'm um, just trying to look, I think I've been viewed, uh, the last 30 days, you know, two and a half million views. Oh, okay. So in all time I've had 73, 74 million views, which is kind of cool. Like that's nice. Um, if you want to look me up, look me up. I'm Holy unsplash. crap. It's nuts, isn't it? Um, unsplash.com slash Josh Withers. Yeah, it's crazy. But the reason I, I am active on Unsplash is because I am not a photographer, which makes me question why I'm on this podcast. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I'm not a commercial, operational, profitable photographer. And I wanted to try and figure out like, how do I know what work I do matters to people? Because I didn't want to just start making photos and just uh, just tell people, hey, this is a good photo. Give me money for it. I wanted to kind of figure out how my interface to the world and my interface to a camera and that camera's interface to the world, how that kind of equation would matter to people. Mm -hmm. um, and I know a lot of people do that on Instagram, but Instagram sucks, man. <laughs> like the algorithm is a terrible place to submit your talent and your heart to like, it sucks. Like we like, imagine, imagine talking to like, you know, our grandparents and we, and we would tell our grandparents like, yeah, I've just, I'm going to really put all of my self-worth into the hands of an artificially intelligent algorithm. <laughs> like your grandpa would slap you. <laughs> um, so unsplash is less algorithmic. Well, I guess, non-algorithmic there's no feed people just search for our things and every day they feature like they'll just go through everything that's being submitted and they'll feature a bunch of those photos and those photos go on the front page and i think there's an email and that kind of thing um and so yeah so i just i'm just it's, i guess i'm just submitting myself not to an algorithm of likes and hashtags and blah blah but i'm submitting myself to just other people's tastes and i've started to find um a a, a gamut of what people care about um, but what it all resulted in is someone actually bought, well, they didn't, they wanted a photo on there, but the photo I'd, I'd taken, I'd actually taken it with my Mavic pro, my original Mavic pro. And, uh, it just wasn't like great res. Like the original Mavic pro wasn't pumping out great photos, um, compared to the Mavic two pro, um, mm -hmm. which is still like, it's still, it's pretty good, but it's no, you know, uh, what's the big one? Uh, the big the DJ or the Inspire. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it's no, it's not inspire. 
But the Mavic 2 Pro still makes a pretty good photo, um, particularly mm-hmm. if you do some stitching. And so I, um, they commissioned me to make a photo for their showroom in Sydney, a photo of Sydney Harbour. And so I, I was driving through Sydney not long after. And so I actually stitched, I did like a 30 image stitch of Sydney Harbour for them and um, made 500 buckaroos, which I know still isn't a lot of money in that kind of, like it's good money, but it's like it's not little money, but it's not. You know, was that your first sale money. though? That's my first your sale. First sale? Yeah. So 500 bucks is, is really good for selling just one photo for your very first photo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I feel pretty proud. Yeah. How, uh, how long did it take you to uh, shoot the 30 photos that you stitched together? Um, I, 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 did, I did four stitch, so four kind of stitchings or four mm-hmm. shoots. I don't know what, how do you kind of categorize the bundle? Um, four bundles of photos. And so I probably I spent mean, about I don't minutes. fly my drone, so you would be the one who's... <laughs> would know about this i did four shoots if you like in the one afternoon so i spent like an hour down there um just waiting for the sun to kind of be in the right position and sydney harbour as i'm sure you can imagine a little bit like you know all of the big great cities of the world has got fairly strict drone restrictions so there's a Mm -hmm. there's a park that i'd flown at once before and it was just on the edge of being allowed to fly and um it was a far enough away from buildings and there was people not there was still people walking but i could kind of just get away with it and you're allowed to fly there and the sun sat the sun um uh, yeah the sun sat behind is that the sunset that's the word i'm looking for the sunset behind the city and so yeah I was, I was kind of proud of that photo it was really nice i mean i've seen the photo it's beautiful it's like a beautiful golden glow behind the city and everything it was great thank you how hard stitching you've been uh, was a lot of work <laughs> did you do that in Photoshop or Lightroom or Lightroom? Um, and I did it on my old laptop, which was actually the impetus for me to buy a new MacBook because <laughs> I, I I stitched it and I thought that's great, and I, I went go, and it literally took like four hours. <laughs> well, how old was your old MacBook? It was like it was like a four or five year old entry level MacBook Pro. Like I just had nothing in it. So now I've got mm-hmm. a MacBook, um, a sixteen inch MacBook Pro. And it's a, a lot faster. Uh, do you have the one with the touch bar? Yeah. yeah I'm gone all fancy, baby. Yeah. Do, do you like the touch bar? I do. I do not hate it. <laughs> but uh, I know that you listen to a lot of tech podcasts like Daring Fireball, which I'm yeah. wearing a shirt from right now. Uh, so I know that you're probably in the same realm where you hear a lot of people who uh, Everyone hates say it. very terrible things about it. <laughs> I love it personally. I like it. There's just, there's one thing that I really hate when I'm using Safari. Um, Cause this is a new, like I've had a 13 inch laptop before now and I've got the 16 inch and my hand just sits like my kind of resting hand position. Like, you know, when you're not typing, but your left hand is just kind of sitting there on the mm-hmm. keyboard. It just hovers over the back button on the touch bar. So I'll always be going back in web pages without knowing it. It's really <laughs> frustrating kills me man and i'm like i'm just i can't program my hand to move away i would say that the the problem there is that you're using safari but i'm starting to really hate chrome because it it keeps draining the battery on my macbook pro while i'm doing stuff like with it plugged in it's just like how, how how am i losing how am I losing power on my MacBook Pro when it's plugged in to the power supply, like straight into the wall? And it's because Chrome is such a resource hog. It's so frustrating to me. That's why I, that's why I use Safari, man. Safari is like, it's just a bloody good browser. And may I remind you, as someone who listens to the similar tech podcast you do, um, remember our mantra, everyone but Apple hates you. Apple <laughs> loves you. That's, that's the only thing you have to remember, Steve. <laughs> Oh gosh. Tim Cook it prays for you daily. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and God, please just bless Steve and Josh. And he just rattles off all the names of our Apple users, all 20 of us. Tim just he just prays for us every day. <laughs> just all, all 20 of us. I love it. <laughs> Nice. So, so speaking about uh, your drone photography and everything you've been shooting, um, and and specifically you were talking about Unsplash and how you've been using that as kind of like a gauging whether or not the stuff you're shooting people like it. What I'm curious about your your drone photography has gotten like exponentially better 
since the last time I talked to you like a year ago, like just, just looking at all the photos you've been posting, like it just feels like every single time you go out, you get a little bit better. Is it, um, do you feel like you're mostly shooting stuff that you want to shoot? Or do you feel like because you're on Unsplash and you're getting, you know, 73 million views and stuff like that, do you feel yourself trending more towards what you know people like? I'm just kind of curious with, with like that kind of scale of like viewership, like what, how does that affect you mentally? Yeah, no, no, like you think that the reason for me being there would also affect me shooting, but it actually doesn't. So I suppose at some point here, this is just a ego massaging kind of moment. Um, Cause I, I, I really do just try to go out and shoot today just for me, just to find mm-hmm. something I love. Um, and it's funny, I'm looking at, the, at my top photos and um, like out of the, say the top 10, um, only one is shot on the Mavic 2 Pro. The rest are all the original Mavic. Um, so the images, like they're fine, but they're not. Like, if 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 what what do you rock, Steve? You got a Mavic original? I I wouldn't even know. It's been so long since I flew it. So yeah, so probably the Mavic. Yeah, like if you if you flew the same drone up, it's just like if you got you know, got mm-hmm. say a Sony camera and a Canon camera. You know, the Sony would just outshine it so so greatly. <laughs> well, I mean, I I would take. I would say that's wrong. I want to debate you on that just because um, I feel like the, the, if, if I bought a Sony and a Canon right now, <laughs> the Canon would catch fire. And <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think, you know, we can debate, you know, which one's shining brighter. It's definitely the one that's on fire, right? True. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but I, like, I, you'd think that, that I'd be kind of shooting for Unsplash, but I actually haven't been. Like I, I went out yesterday for the first time. It's the first time I've flown kind of recreationally in um in a while because the 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 whole pandemic has kind of really ruined our vibe for the last couple of months um but i just went and just i just flew for me and it was just it was actually really really lovely like i'm lucky i live on the beach so i love doing surf photography and i still haven't got like that like the the ultimate surf shop that i want to get the surf shot that i want to get which is like you know right up close to a surfer um you know which is hard to get with them having two pro because just 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 maybe cutting him a little bit, getting a little blood on the blade. Yeah, yeah. That's, what you, that's well, what you really want. Cause the lens is so wide. So to get a good shot of a surfer, you've got to be, you got to kiss him. <laughs> Just kiss him on the cheek. <laughs> you you got to trade that Mavic pro two in for the Mavic pro two zoom, right? Yeah. yeah gosh. But then you lose the sensor. It's a, it's a tough battle. Ah, <laughs> oh, would the, uh, would the zoom have helped when you're on the other side of the harbor in Sydney trying to shoot across to stitch all the photos together? No, no, they, like it was a pretty wide shot. So I, um, honestly, if, 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 if DJI comes out with like, a a, a, um, a longer lens kind of drone that has a good sensor, I'm going to drop cash on that. Cause, cause daddy needs to get closer. <laughs> daddy needs to get closer. <laughs> I thought I'd try to make that. Was that creepy enough? I tried to make it sound creepy. It's very creepy. Yeah. Now I'm just thinking about you kissing all the surfers with your drone and (laughs) (laughs) daddy's coming in for a kiss. (laughs) Pucker up. Pucker up, baby. Don't they have enough to worry about with sharks? I read an article the other day about a shark grabbing a boy off a boat in Australia. Yeah. You guys live in a crazy world down there. Your saltwater crocodiles and... We um we we literally have to factor in um, animal and wildlife danger when we're planning elopements. Because so a big part of, of our business, like I do wedding weddings, like kind of what you might call your traditional big kind of big white wedding. Um, but uh, probably seventy percent of my work, sixty to seventy percent of my work is elopements, and we do them in weird, wonderful locations around the world. And but around Australia, we're always um, like literally we had a conversation about whether the risk of um, poisonous snakes for that location area at that time of year would be too high. Should we go for a different location area? <laughs> Cause, uh, so we don't die just cause we're trying not to die. That is crazy. Yeah. I know Janice told me repeatedly, if I ever want to go to Australia, she's not going to go with me because spiders that are gigantic, she's deathly afraid of them. They're only out every second Tuesday on the months through winter. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just have it's to fine. avoid whatever date confusing date that was you just said. It's fine. It's like like everywhere. Like there's I'm sure there's animals that would kill me in America. Like didn't you guys elect one, I think? So yeah, like they're they're out about <laughs> everywhere. 
gosh, that's wow. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> to to it hits really really close to home. Kind of hurts mm-hmm. a little bit here and here. Yeah. But uh, wow. When you're doing uh, as a celebrant, you do like hundreds of weddings a year. Um, how how many of those weddings uh have photographers and videographers at them? Uh, I would say almost all of our couples would have photographers. Because, uh, cause, like I said, a good portion of my work is like, you know, hashtag wedding, just your regular big wedding, you know, arbors, seats, blah, 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 reception. Um, but maybe 60%, 60 to 70% of my work will be elopements. And when I do an elopement, I do it with um, my wife's business, the Elopement Collective, where we have mm-hmm. photographers and videographers as part of our team. So we kind of package together. Uh, but across all of them, I would say... I would say about a quarter would have video, which, um, which I find kind of, I, know, I find strange because I thought video would have been trending upward because we, it's 2020. Like we, we have Facebook and YouTube and, you know, Instagram, like, like video is a thing. But then as you're well aware, like video production, particularly post-production is um, it's hard work and it's a lot of effort. And because it's a, it's a lot of effort, it's a higher price tag, rightly so, because it's hard work. You would um, think it's a higher price tag, but here where I live in Indiana, in the Midwest of America, uh, people will not pay as much for videographers generally as they pay for photographers. Really? So Jen and I, when we get hired to do photos, uh, we're typically getting hired at $1,000 more than what I get hired at when we're doing uh, video stuff. Gosh. And it's just like, I don't understand it from my perspective because it's so much more work and so yeah. much more stress. Like I, I, I spend the whole day I'm shooting video freaking out because is it going to sound good? Is it going to look good? Yeah. How many cameras am I rolling? How many cameras do I have to worry about being in focus? Cause like when it comes time for the ceremony to start, I've got a camera. I'm typically like running around with shooting stuff. I typically have a second shooter running around shooting stuff. I typically have a third camera in the back. That's like a wide shot or a bail shot, but also I'm manning that camera a few times throughout the ceremony for different things that I need. And then I also have to worry about the, the audio coming out. And then, so I've got to mic up the officiant or the celebrant. If I were in Australia, I got to mic up the, uh, the groom, possibly the, the bride possibly you know whoever else is up there giving speeches or whatever if i have the enough mics for that because i can't rely on the audio coming from the sound system where i am or the dj or whoever to be necessarily good audio <laughs> so it's just like there's a billion things i'm worried about and with photos it's like ah oh, did it uh did i did i get one frame where it looks okay <sighs> Did one so frame just every time. fall from the master's table? <laughs> you know what you've got to do for the video? I've got a solution for you. So, and look, mm-hmm. this is a free tip. Every videographer watching, listening, um, take this away. This is just a freebie. You don't owe me any money for this. Get all the video, drop it into the GoPro app, auto, done. <laughs> just, just boom. Just like let the, let the, cause the GoPro app, it's, it's producing B grade material. And if you're getting paid a B grade price <laughs> and like B grades are passed, like that's not bad. You know, <laughs> I would love to one time just go into like Animoto and just be like, all right, do whatever with all my clips <laughs> just see what it puts out. And then just be like, Oh yeah, this one had good audio. I'll leave uh, the audio in on that one. And just, just kind of see what rolls out from their, their crazy, like a uh, thing they do. They they edit to the beat of the music on Animoto, yeah, you know. Yeah, actually, even better. This is free. You don't even have to download the original the uh, GoPro app. Just suck it all into your iCloud, iCloud photo library. Make sure it's all dated and uh, geotagged correctly, and then just wait a couple of weeks for iCloud photo library to come and generate a memory. <laughs> <laughs> just send them the memory. Oh gosh, <laughs> I use a uh, I use Google Photos, and it does like a, the same thing where yeah. it generates like a video memory, and every single time it's like we chose one of three different super cheesy songs. We stripped all of your audio out from every single yep. one of your things, and then like every once in a while, it's just like and and what wait what the hell's going on? There's nobody in this shot. Yeah, oh, yeah. somebody comes into this shot, and apparently Google was like, no, the shot is more pleasing without anybody in it. <laughs> like the the few seconds before, like the kids ran in or whatever, and it's just like so frustrating. It's like oh that you almost made a good one, Google. 
Yeah. But hey, AI is going to ruin us all and robots are going to rule the world. So. Crazy, you know, speaking hey? of AI and stuff, I did have in the show notes that Dustin and I were going to talk about. Uh, so there's this, uh, you've heard of Luminar, right? It's the yeah. editing app. Thing editing that like, swaps out skies. Yeah. yeah. So now there's uh, this new thing coming out called Anthropics, which does retouching on like uh, your photos and stuff. So you, instead of you having to go through and like fix skin or whatever when you're retouching, uh, Anthropics just does it all for you just it's just like does it mate it just yeah. if there's anything i know about magic is that it's easy and cheap oh man i put this in the show notes for me and dustin to talk about at some point in time and i immediately was like in my head yes i i even added something that said like the robots are coming for us all see above and then like within 30 minutes of me putting that in some guy wrote on uh on f stoppers and he was just like so artificial intelligence is the next major step and all photographers need to watch out because <laughs> because of it and specifically cites luminar and anthro anth- anthropics and i was just like damn it <laughs> this weekly podcast format <laughs> <laughs> it, it's 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 crazy that anyone would think this is anything more than just a fun thing that a teenager would use on their phone or i know this is desktop software but uh mm-hmm. yeah and and I know that could sound like an old man. Like you and I have talked about before, how I'm always trying to um, extend myself to different technologies, whereas like you know, living on an iPad or just trying to extend yeah, myself to different yeah. things. I didn't take Josh Withers, the man who was like, I'm going to do all my celebrancy stuff from an iPad as the, the, the grumpy old man who was like, get off my lawn, AI. I'm the one who edits photos. Because, well, you know, um, art... It takes real discernment, you know, like I, I'm sure like, you know, if, if you've been retouching a photo, um, like I was even doing this the other day, I, I took a photo of someone of a family member and she had a little bit of an outbreak on her face and it was just like a fan. It was just a photo, like a fun photo of my daughter and, and, and her um, uh, cousin. Put the microphone back in your hand and get back in your corner. What are you talking about? You were taking a photo and retouching it. It was on my First, iPhone, so don't freak out. the computers are coming for our jobs, and now the <laughs> celebrants are coming for our jobs. This is crazy. And she, she had a breakout on her face, and I um, – and I, I, at first I just did the old um, Lightroom clone or heel tool or whatever it was. And I'm like, oh, it's too much. Like, it's actually it's unbelievable. Like, it, she would see that and be like, oh, you noticed my breakout. And I, like, like, I'm sure you have the same thing with brides or just anyone at a, mm-hmm. at a wedding. Like, you don't want to be like, here you are, beautiful. This is what you could be if you cared about your skin. You don't want to be that guy. You don't want to pass judgment down. Particularly, you don't want a bloody computer passing judgment down. Um, but I, I removed one. There was just like, it was a certain pimple. Like, I'll just remove that one. Like, I reckon she would appreciate that being removed. And AI doesn't know that. AI, AI doesn't care about you. Like, it doesn't know that that's the bride's mum or whatever. AI doesn't take you home at night when you've had too much to drink and hold your hair back while you throw up in the toilet and then tuck you into bed. AI doesn't give you a back massage when you're you're feeling all out of sorts, you know? So you're saying AI isn't AI Adam doesn't Sandler? have that loving touch. Wait, what? <laughs> Did you say Adam Sandler? Yeah, AI is not Adam Sandler. That's that's a it's a, it's a um wedding singer reference. Yes. <laughs> One, two. Oh man. I, man, I loved Adam Sandler when I was a kid. I absolutely loved him. I, Happy Gilmore is the first movie I ever owned. Like, went out and bought on my own, owned. It is sometimes depressing to see the kind of stuff he puts out now. It is, yeah. Although you should listen to him on um, uh, the podcast with um, Pete's, what's his name? Uh, you Made It Weird. You Made It Weird is the name of the podcast. Adam Sandler was a guest recently. Really good. His, but, his, uh, his recent stand-up special was pretty good too. Yeah, it was actually really good, yeah. Come yeah, on, dude, when he, uh, he had like a whole tribute at the end to his wife and then one to Chris Farley and it was just, it was oh good, man. Yeah. And then there's a whole thing where Rob Schneider came in as an astronaut and they pretended to Space 69 and oh, I didn't know if I was crying harder at Rob Schneider and him Space 69 or at the tribute to his wife. I don't know. It's just... Can we go back They're both to, so beautiful. Um, can we go back to... Uh, Space to 69. Got it. <laughs> I want a Space 69 with... Not you. 
How would you? How could you say that to me right here uh, to my face? Being recorded for the world to hear. I just that's why I. You're said lucky it. I can't fly to Australia right now and kick your ass. Privately, I do. I just didn't want everyone to know. <laughs> I I would fly to Australia and kick your ass. Um, you know, because I could get a permit for that. Trump and uh, your guys's president, prime minister, right. whatever, they'd work it out. Maybe like, kick Josh Withers' ass. Yeah, go for it. But but the flight to get there. I would lose out on our Apple Watch competition for working out, so it's just not worth it right now. You know, I got my pride to worry about. I've literally, I've been doing the aisles of a flight to America before trying to keep my <laughs> my rings full for, it just, it doesn't work. It's, yeah. Um, hey, look, we've got to go back to Portrait Pro 19 because I'm just looking at the screenshot of the things mm-hmm. you can edit. Look at the face sculpt things you can change. Like, who who wants a photo to be made of them and then for their mouth shape to change in the photo they get delivered. No one, or their neck, no one wants it. Even, <laughs> like, even if you're, like, if you're just the least, I, I don't know how to describe them. If you're a person who hates your neck shape, um, hopefully you're not hoping a photo would make that better. Like, if, you're, if you've got a complex about your neck, I don't, I don't actually know what to do about a complex about your neck. But hopefully you're not hoping software would just be there to save your ass every time so the world sees a different version of you, right? So, so people who might not have uh, picked up where Josh was going with that, um, he's bringing us back to the AI thing and the, uh, the, the, the the software made by Anthropics, which I said earlier, but I never said Portrait Pro 19 or oh, there it is. whatever okay, yeah. it is, uh, which is what it's actually called. But, but Josh is bringing us back to that. And yeah, they do have this whole face sculpt thing where you can... That's you can do eye, You can do eye widening. Which no is one wants eye widening. You say that. You say that, but... I see it all the time on Instagram. In fact, there was like a, there's a wedding planner near us who used like eye widening on her Instagram profile picture. So it's like the, you know, just a tiny little picture up in the left-hand side. And uh, you, you, wait, I knew she used eye widening because her eyes looked ridiculously large in it. And I asked Jen, I was like, do you see this? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, why is she doing this? And she's like, I guess some people like it more, but it's like, she looks like an anime cartoon. She doesn't look like a real human being. And there's like nothing in it. That's like, this is a funny joke I did or something. It was just, it's just so weird to me. And then like, after that, I just started seeing it pop up everywhere. It's crazy. Oh gosh, I, it's, I don't get it. Do you ever have a, do you ever have clients who like with the elopement collective who want stuff like that? Like when, when you're like vetting people out, you and Brit, we we literally we'll just tell them we we don't do that. Um, like we can, it, it can be an extra fee if you want that done, but but we just don't want to do that. <laughs> like no one you're no one like, wants that. Uh, you know, like here's our list of photographers, and uh, here's the list of photographers who would do that for you. You might notice there's nobody on the second list. <laughs> it's um yeah no one no one wants that to happen. It's it's yuck. <laughs> Oh, all I can think right now is I want to get a picture of Josh. <laughs> Do I want on it? Oh gosh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to send me a headshot as soon as we're done with this. <laughs> when this episode goes up tomorrow, whatever, you're just gonna be like, why did my eyes look like that? I'll plump up your lips too. Don't worry Please. about it. <laughs> Please do that. The world needs to see me with plumper lips. And um and just if you could actually narrow my eyes, I just need to narrow it down a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so um so you said that most of your guys' weddings that you do, there's always a photographer there, but there's only like a videographer at twenty five percent of them. Um yeah. so I know you were talking to me a little bit off air, like just regular chats. Um, and you said that you bring like a Sony camera to a lot of your weddings and you'll actually like shoot the ceremony. Um, and Video. is that something that like you always <laughs> with a gun, you'll shoot the ceremony with a gun. <laughs> you just, you so many Sam are and so, just, are so boom, rare boom. today. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just curious, um, when, when you do that, I know you've posted a few online. Um, but if you're shooting, like if you're doing like 200 weddings a year, are you doing that just for like elopements? Or are you doing that for like all the weddings that you do or, and is it something if, you always deliver to the clients or? Yeah, if they don't have a videographer, and if they do would if they do want a video of the ceremony, then I record it. It's literally just camera on the tripod at the back of the ceremony. It's got an audio audio receiver kind of on the camera, so a Sennheiser audio receiver. 
and then I've got a Sennheiser wireless mic in my hand. So the, the camera literally gets independent audio straight to straight to disc, if you like, or straight to straight to film. So mm-hmm. um so afterwards I um, drop the video file onto my desktop, top tail, upload to Vimeo, done. Like it's 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 a non technical process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's people like it. It's just it's just like it's a documentation of what happened in the ceremony. Um, like sometimes if I think that a ceremony might need a bit of editing, like, you know, something happened and I don't know. Um, I don't know. If something weird happened in the ceremony, I might kind of cut it somewhere just to kind of make it a little You're bit You're like, funny. oh, I flubbed up that joke real bad. Yeah, um, literally, I've done that. <laughs> I'll just edit that whole thing out. That was awkward. <laughs> so, so when when you do that kind of stuff do you uh do you ever charge your clients for that or do they ever oh, ask no. for like more video from you or anything no i'm i'm very um if i can tell you the secret to my success is i i identify what i can do and particularly what i can do well and i just do that mm-hmm. um <laughs> it's not terribly complicated i if there's something i can do well i'll do it if there's something i can't do well i won't do it and so the film that you might make for your clients is not the same as the film I'll make for my clients. For, for mm. mine, it is like camera, tripod, single shot, great audio, um, clean video, uh, unless what's happened, uh, I'm still trying to figure out the right way to do this. I've had a few times where someone's kind of like stood up in front of the camera and uh, hasn't regained focus. I don't, I'm just still, I'm not smart enough to completely figure that out. Uh, whether to go oh, manual gosh. focus on the arbor or something, I don't, I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a very simple setup. When I'm, when I'm shooting video at like weddings, uh, my bail shot, like the wide shot that's in the back, uh, I never trust the autofocus because I've had yeah. too many situations where it loses focus. And then it's like, I don't have something to cut back out to if I need something to cut back out to in this ceremony. So I've taken to just uh, either focusing what I typically try to do is I have somebody stand where the bride and groom will stand before they get up there. Shit. I always say bride and groom. I should really just be saying couple now. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. That's right. It's, I hate it's, that it's, it's so ingrained in. in me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I always try to have somebody stand where the couple's going to stand and you know, I focus on that. But then once they actually get up there, a lot of times they don't actually stand wherever I had the person standing at. Um, so I have to like rearrange stuff and do other stuff and, re-rack my focus and everything like that so it's always uh always very frustrating yeah josh um do you have to go bud um uh, so i don't have to go right now but uh, i just got a message from my family saying they're gonna be home uh, in 10 minutes two minutes ago so um, we can just go until they get in the door if you want cool cool um i did want to ask you yeah you said you do what you're good at one of the things you're really good at is audio. I mean, you were literally teaching me how to use the program that Dustin and I used to record better right before we started recording. Um, so what do you recommend audio wise for people out there who are doing video? Oh gosh, for, for people that are doing video. Um, I don't, you were I know teaching that me about a, like a, that crazy, like a mic that, uh, that guy had on his belt in that video you sent me. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Actually, honestly, if I could leave one thing of everyone doing video, you should drop the, I guess it's one or $200. I don't know where you get it from and, and currency conversions, but drop the couple of hundred dollars on the Rode Wireless Go. That's R-O-D-E, Wireless Go. Um, that baby, that, that, that's going to save you. Like I, uh, I might try and find that video for you. You can put it in the show notes if you want. Um, I, was on a, I was in a windy as hell mountain. Like it was just like us. It was like a tornado. And this little road wireless go, it's the size of, I don't know, what's the size, larger than a poster stamp, just a little bit larger. And it's got this little, the little windsock that could, <laughs> it's a little windsock that's just giving it its best. <laughs> and, uh, and I put it on the groom, I put it on the outside of the groom's jacket um, because I, I figured that that might be a fighting chance of it picking up some audio. And the bride standing across from him and the audio for that video um, like the audio that you'll hear, it's uncompressed. It's un like it's just as it came out of the microphone into the camera. And I, so the Rode Wireless Go is a wireless transmitter, transmitter, and you can put a lapel mic on it. But honestly, the mic that's on it is fine. Um, and I put the other end onto the Sony camera, plug it in, and boom, 
great audio. It just, it sounds really good. Um, but as far as I know, I feel like I see so many, I feel like I see so many things videographers do to get audio and they have lapel mics everywhere and that kind of thing. I, and obviously I'm a nerd, so I get this, but I just use a big plain old Sennheiser wireless mic, the, um, the evolution series, the G4. And and it's a handheld mic. I speak into it when the couples do my unveils, they speak into it. And it's, that's what you see professionals using. Like if you look at seminars, like conferences, big ones, you know, um, if you look at uh, whoever's singing on a concert stage, they're usually holding sometimes a Shaw mic, often a Sennheiser mic. And it just sounds really good because they're just really bloody good. And so I just, I actually have a Sennheiser mic in my hand. I've got about four or five Sennheiser receivers. So each speaker gets an independent um, feed of the mic. Um, the camera gets one. I give one to a videographer and it just, just sounds good. I don't know. I figure, I feel like lapel mics are just too airy. There's too much, they pick up too much. Whereas a nice directional Sennheiser mic sounds beautiful. My jaw dropped when you were talking about having different feeds for your speakers and then you give something to the videographer and that that sounds like the dream that sounds like the dream well i actually told a videographer a friend of mine um it's not their job to do that but imagine if you did like imagine if you actually kind of like audio splained the officiant or the celebrant <laughs> or the dj and you're like cool nice mic here's one from me um and and if you've got enough receivers, so like you literally plug, so that maybe the celebrant or the DJ or whoever it is, they've got their own speaker. Good on you. That's mm -hmm. great. Um, personally, I use a Bose S1. It's a fairly, you know, it's an affordable PA system. You put it on a stand, it sounds great. And so you just, you put receivers everywhere and the way you actually get to control how good the audio is, the celebrant or the officiant still has to be smart enough to notice how to speak into a microphone well. So many don't. And they know, they have to know to hold this, the, the mic for the couple. Um, so you know, there's so many variables. You'll see so many celebrants and officiants, they, they read from a book or something like that. And so that's an issue. But yeah, I don't know. That, that's the best we can do, I guess. So it sounds yeah. like I'm hearing a little background noise. You do are. you want to tell people Come where on, they can? Know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can we introduce Lou to the, to the podcast? Yes, absolutely. Before I say goodbye. <laughs> Lou, look at this. It's my friend, Stephen. Can you say hi? Hi, Luna. <laughs> oh my gosh she's adorable yeah she's a keeper <laughs> but um i i can't hear you because she turns the mic off she loves the button on the mic <laughs> uh, but uh look where they can find me um joshwithers.com.au is my website and um, i'm hello josh withers on um, instagram and facebook and um and if you want to find my personal instagram ahoy josh withers because i think that's kind of cute but uh yeah that's me. I'm uh, I'm all over the winterwebs. I love it. Um, and you do you do your own podcast as well. Oh yeah, I've got a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Do. yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about Rebels, that? The Rebels guides are getting married. You can find uh, you can find links to all of that at therebels.guide. Um, I highly recommend it. That's a good it's a good cast. I think it's a good one. It's honestly it's one of my favorite podcasts. Like the way you break things down, the way you talk to people, and like your new thing that you've been doing, where like you call people in and i'm not just saying that because you called me and jen in though that was really fun uh but like the the whole like vibe to it's very very good thank you so much uh you got a high from luna that's worth a million dollars you actually have to you have to write me a check now <laughs> oh gosh uh can i just apple pay that to you or definitely yeah just apple pay me please <laughs> look for that one thank you so much josh and and now luna and uh hey have a great day thanks thanks for coming on thanks mate every country deals with covid differently like for example in australia we dealt with it in america you haven't real subtle differences <laughs> Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs.